1: Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and this is episode number 948. And oh, do we have a good one for you. Let me tell you a little bit about it. After seeing a disconnect between the way people dress and the thought given behind the day appearances versus night appearances, principal designer and owner Courtney Cates founded Maison Dussrois. Great. Hey, see, <laughs> with every creation, she's honing the idea of confidence and feeling beautiful regardless of the time of day. The brand was also a finalist for Martha Stewart's American Made Awards. I've asked Courtney to join us today to share how she started her own firm with her strong passion and vision for empowering women. Courtney, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you for having me,
1: Rick. I'm, ever since I first met you, I couldn't wait to get you on the show. I've been looking forward to this a while. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we love reviews of our show on your favorite podcasting software. It's a great way for you to help others find our show. Since we started in 2009, we reached several hundred thousand listeners with our podcast and live stream. All right, let's get started. Courtney, Thanks for joining us, but tell me a little bit about your background. What did what'd you do before you did this?
0: Sure, yeah. So prior to founding Maison de Soie, I spent 10 years in merchandising and design, with the last two years of my career focused on building new brands for a larger corporation. And it was really during that time that I proved to myself what I was capable of. I was responsible for launching three new brands, totally different apparel lines, all at the same time with very little help. So... I really had to push myself to work harder than I've ever harder than I've ever worked, and I really learned a lot of different aspects of what it takes to build a business from the ground up.
1: And that confidence, along with what I said in the open, led you to Maison du Soir.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I've am i kind of always had this entrepreneurial spirit, yeah. but I didn't really know what to do with it, and so <laughs> here I am. Was it getting in the way? Always.
1: Yeah, I'd right. start
0: things and stop them, <laughs> and you know, so I kind of was in this career building these brands, I kind of, it was, you know, high level, high stress. Yes. And um, I went out and I purchased my first set of quality sleepwear. And after that long, hard day at the office, I came home, I put on my new pajamas and I felt better and I looked better. And I, I honestly felt like I slept better and I was hooked. And so from then I went online, I went to my favorite department stores, boutiques, and I tried to find more. I had to get more. And I couldn't find anything that I liked, and I was actually shocked. Um, I felt that the sleeper market didn't really follow our daywear trends, and a lot of what I was seeing out there seemed a little dated and boxy and, you know, a lot of, like, pink plaid flannel and ice cream cone prints or bows and lace things. I just didn't feel like there was a brand that um, was focusing on the relevant trends of the day. we we wearing okay. skinny jeans and, you know, so I was actually really shocked, and I seem to kind of identify this hole in the market. So I started thinking of this collection and had all these ideas. And I, I also at the same time thought, okay, it's another one of your crazy ideas. <laughs> It'll burn it's out. yeah, going to fizzle out in right. a week or two. But I, I literally have not turned back since.
1: And how long ago was that?
0: That was four years ago. Four years ago. Mm-hmm. So
1: tell me who your audience is. Who are, who are you trying to reach with your product line?
0: Well, I would say it's the 24th. 25 to probably 45 is like the sweet spot. Um, obviously, the shopper, okay. a woman who likes to shop. Women. 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 Thank okay. you, yes. Right. Um, more fashion-focused. Um, and I think it's also kind of, it's the athleisure trend as well. Look um, at you. Yeah. The women who kind of have realized how the Lululemon craze has kind of right. turned... You know, maybe they want to work out harder, or they feel, you know, that these items are flattering, so they're, they, wear, you, they wear them to Starbucks. And so it's kind of like, you know, the women that are realizing that they, they work hard, they're juggling families and careers, and they want to treat themselves better. And that, you know, when they're relaxing or even when they're working out, that it's important to look and feel your best.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, how are you going to market? So, there's a woman who's all excited about your line. She yes. wants to go online and learn about your products. How, do, how will she buy them?
0: Okay, so we have a website. Beautiful. Yes, that I'm constantly working on and updating. And we also have a, <laughs> a lot of retailers. We're
1: doing of, it all, huh? Yeah, Amen. A lot
0: of retailers. So, okay. we're in Anthropology, um, selling out there, which has been great. Um, you can find us in Saks, um, on Revolve, Need Supply, Journal, a lot of like kind of. If you know your way around the Internet and shopping, you can okay. find us there. It's pretty easy. So.
1: Is your professional experience that predates starting the firm, helping you getting these distribution channels, or was this something that you would have had to have learned and done as an entrepreneur anyway?
0: Yeah, I think I would have had to have learned and done it. Okay. Anyways, I think the one thing that I took from my experience was the background the product development and the okay. merchandising and design the more internal to the business Yeah, and okay. working with vendors but i didn't have a big retailer marketing background so i've really had to learn that side of the business so
1: you're the principal designer
0: i am the principal of everything of
1: course you are you're <laughs> an entrepreneur amen <laughs> I That's working been...
0: towards not being that of because course. i day. think it's yeah important to have people do what they do best right and but yeah
1: I'm sure you have a business plan for that and that's going to happen that, at yes. some point but right now so where are you getting your fashion ideas Wh- where's your inspiration
0: coming from yeah so that's part of the process is I look to the runway I before launching a collection I will research the trends the colors the silhouettes what's relevant towards the season or the collection that I'm working on at the time so that really inspires the kind of start of the collection but we also we're perfecting the fits. And working towards getting feedback from customers, what they like, what they don't like, and stuff like that. And also picking the highest quality fabrics.
1: Are you the only firm that's linking what's happening on the runway to what's happening in the evening wear category? I mean, you you, you, you sound unique to me in that way. I mean, are you?
0: Well, I think that there's a lot of holes in the sleeper market i think there are brands that are addressing those trends but i think that they're offering their sets at 450 dollars. so i strategically wanted to get to a level that was kind of in between the lower level and direct to direct to retail okay. retailers uh-huh. versus those companies that are selling silks that are pretty high end so i try to make it my goal is to have the collection be attainable understandable
1: and right, because you, you said your target DMA starts in their mid-20s, yeah. and you have to have some sense of value for, tw- for 20-somethings as far yeah. as how much money do they really have disposable, right? Exactly. So yeah. you, a $400 sleep, where... Maybe it doesn't attract a large audience down, down a 25-year-old. Maybe yeah. Maybe not. I mean, it,
0: I, it was kind of me at the time when I was ah, a working I woman. I love that yeah. when
1: entrepreneurs build a business for themselves <laughs> yeah. and they realize there's a community of people like you.
0: Yeah. I think I was 31, no, 33 at the time when I started the brand. Okay. And I was, you know, a hardworking VP level. I had money to spend, but not, you know, I'm not... Was still working hard for it right so not too much but um yeah it's kind of I, f- I felt like I wasn't being offered what I wanted
1: so I I practiced being able to say Maison Dussois. Yes. what does that translate to for those of us who may not know
0: yeah it translates to house of evening
1: okay Yeah. and why did you select that name Courtney,
0: I listened to your, your last guess. Oh my God, the storytelling.
1: Oh yes. Okay.
0: And I have the same response. Most of the names that I thought of were taken. It's really funny. (laughs) 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 So I kind of, you know, the first two off the table and you're just like, okay, I got to get going. I can't wait to start my business for this name to come. You know, I don't want to hold things up. So I, I started going and I, you know, was brainstorming and ultimately it's an ode to like the fashion houses and maison, the French fashion houses, but also home mm-hmm. and obviously evening and soir. Soir is the root of soiree, so it's kind of like a fantasy, a party, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of stuff that feels luxurious and special and escapes a little bit. So,
1: wow. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to take our break here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Courtney Cates is going to come back, and I'd like to have you maybe explain i said earlier that uh, you were a finalist for martha stewart's american made awards can, can you tell us a little bit about that competition and how you accomplished that recognition after the break yep all right don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen do you see how we do that that's the <laughs> professional radio broadcasting we do here at critical mass we'll be right back after this word from me mm-hmm. And learn more about our executive peer group. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I have Courtney Cates here. We're talking about her business that she started as an entrepreneur, Maison de Soir. I just would like to let you know that if you'd like to stay informed about the great guests like Courtney that we have each and every week, Simply go to my website, com. At the bottom of any page, let me repeat that, any page, is a Join Our Mailing List box. You simply put your email address in there, hit subscribe, and like magic, you'll start receiving our weekly newsletter. And that's all you'll get. We don't do anything else with your name. Simply deliver you the newsletter so that you'll be able to be informed about our upcoming guests and some special insights from me. All right. So we before the break, we said, Courtney, you were able to... Compete in and be selected as um, a finalist in Martha Stewart's American Made Awards. H- how did this come about?
0: Um, it was a couple years ago, and I just I had been learning that there was a following and an appreciation for American made goods. So I entered, and that's how it came about. It's a it's a competition that kind of celebrates you un- uh, quality craftsmanship. Um, it recognizes uniqueness and supports. Like the importance of supporting local community and local production.
1: Okay, and Martha Stewart's names on it. Yes, so that has some, a certain positive branding.
0: Yeah. So it was a couple years ago, and it was it was g- great for me in terms of exposure. It allowed my brand to reach out past people interested in sleeper at that time. Okay. To people that were interested in American made goods.
1: Okay. And did you you get anything for it? I mean, did they did they did they promote you in a on a platform? Yeah,
0: on their website, um, they did a lot of promotion, which I got a lot of you know hits back to my site, so that was great. It was it was wonderful marketing.
1: What did it do for you, psychology? Yeah, Your confidence.
0: I cried. Oh, <laughs> I <was laughs> happy, em- happy
1: I, tears though. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I was emotional because I had spent two straight years with my head down, working hard, and it was really nice to kind of have a sigh of relief and be. Acknowledged, And it was almost like reassurance, like you're going in the right direction. A, a little nudge, like keep doing what you're doing.
1: And how did you, did you find this? Did someone suggest to you that you consider it? How did it even?
0: Someone suggested it to me. Okay. And I i think the day before it was due, I hopped on there. And Come on. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: Okay. So we always look for teachable moments here on Critical yeah. Mass Radio Show. And if if Paul was ready, he'd, he'd ring the gong because the gong signifies a teachable moment here on the so there you go. Entrepreneurs As a teachable moment. You probably had more to do than, you know, taking on even more work to be a part of Martha Stewart's American Made Awards it was just more work. Right. But it certainly paid off for you, probably in ways that were beyond what you had expected. At Yeah. The
0: time. And sometimes you just don't know where the payoff comes from. It all comes in different ways, in different forms, and you can't draw a direct line. But yes, always, I believe that in everything I do in business.
1: It's good to get out of your business in things like this. Absolutely. And it's nice to be validated by by the community.
0: Absolutely. All right. So
1: we're talking with Courtney Cates. We're talking about her firm and the specialized area that her products are designed for. Can you tell us a bit about the strategy and the plan that that you have? I mean, are you where you predicted you would be? Is this when you, four years ago, I mean, would you expect to be here in the studios of Critical Mass Radio Show talking about your line of clothing?
0: I mean, I, I think that, I always say that ignorance is bliss, had I known the road that it was going to take to get here.
1: <laughs> if I had a dollar for every entrepreneur that sat
0: in that yeah. chair and
1: said, if I knew.
0: <laughs> I probably wouldn't have done it, but. Thank God I didn't know because right. I am so grateful and so glad that I have taken this path and I'm on it. It's been so rewarding. It has been a crazy roller coaster, but yeah, I mean I've had a really good last four months. I feel like the business is starting to take a serious last turn. four months. Yeah.
1: What 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 happened in the last? I think four it months?
0: was um well. The show, my showroom's on fire. I can't even keep up with all the accounts that they're adding. So I'm so grateful to them. Okay. Um, and we s- sold out in Anthropologie, so they're reordering a lot. Okay. Which is great. We shipped to Saks for the first time, and it's just starting to turn a, a, a corner where I feel like okay, this time it feels a little bit better. Okay. On this roller coaster, is
1: there a season to your lines? I mean, uh, I mean tell me that yeah there's yes? i do two I
0: two to three seasons a year yeah okay. and so that's why i think it's important is like i don't most apparel brands do have seasons and sleeper brands do have seasons but i m- make it a point to focus on the colors that are relevant and i feel okay. like some sleeper brands out there stick to the light blues the light pinks and aren't really focusing on what's kind of happening in our daywear.
1: are there specific places you go to demonstrate your seasons i mean is there a is there a runway where models are walking down in fashionable sleepwear? I mean, how's Similar. That I'm sorry to display my ignorance. I'm just no, curious. No, I
0: love it. It's great. There's trade shows. Trade shows. Yeah, and there's market weeks in L.A. and New York. and So I'm in New York twice a year um, for the different trade shows and market weeks.
1: Could you ever go back to working for somebody? No. <laughs> I love it. You're honest message. I
0: am a straight shooter. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So take me take us on a journey to the future right? we're talking about telling stories yeah. w- where do you see yourself in five or ten years i don't know when the time horizon's in your plan but like what's the future hold
0: i have always dreamt of maison being maison de Soie being a multi-million dollar sleeper and loungewear line that is a leader in the industry and taking significant share of that market
1: what is that how big is that market I mean, is that a, I mean...
0: It's, it's growing. I mean, I think the last time I put it in my business plan, it was probably dated, so the information that I have. But it's a it's a growing market. I think it's on the heels of the athleisure trend.
1: Is it a, a, a global market, market? Or is it a... Yes. North, it's a global market.
0: Yeah, so we're in um, Mexico, Spain, I think the UK, and in... Australia.
1: Do you get there through the retail channel? Do you get there online? How do you get a presence in those foreign markets?
0: Wholesale. Well, we're selling wholesale okay. to these retailers there. Okay. One of the, one of the retailers in um, Spain focuses on, like, e- like, good ethics, like clothing companies with good ethics. Okay. So So, you know, I tell the story about local production and supporting local families and stuff like that.
1: So what's that story?
0: So that, yeah, that's kind of the American, um, Martha Stewart, American Maid story a little bit in that um, I think it's really important to support the community. So a lot of our, all of my sewing and production is done either in Los Angeles or actually in Santa Ana. So that um, must
1: make you unique.
0: I think so. I hope so.
1: Why did you decide to do that?
0: Well, at first it wasn't a choice because I'd, I was my. Well, you're just
1: telling a straight shooter. Yeah. You're just everything's. Well, there that's good I'll tell
0: you like the, the the road that you know so I my background was in overseas production right and so I can't hit those I couldn't hit those minimums okay. so I started locally and I really came to love the fact that I ca- can pop in there at any time and control the quality and that also like one of my sewers they're a family and the dad is you know does most of the sewing the mom packs and steams and the daughter does all the counting and the son is there as well and The dad got sick, and they all kind of stepped up and helped out, and I'm like, I really love this. I'm really glad that I am doing local production, and it's something that I will continue to support.
1: Do you believe that as your brand grows, you'll be able to find that capacity?
0: I'm I'm certainly going to try, and I'm going to hope so. I would love for these people that helped me when I was starting out and having low minimums that I can help them as I grow and take them with me.
1: Wow, yeah. this is exciting. <laughs> it is so so okay. So this is going to be a large brand. You're going to define the market, and people are, you're going to become a category then, and people are going to be chasing your brand and the and the fashions. Do you what part of since you're doing everything now, and you're going to have the luxury of really as you grow it, focusing on where you want to be. Where do you where do you think you add the most value ultimately in the in the company when you don't have to do everything, and you have people who are doing some of the other stuff for you.
0: I think that I I have a lot of experience in juggling multiple people and things and bouncing back and forth. So I think I'm capable of overseeing all of it and okay. letting people do what they do best. Okay. Do you, I'm you not like attached the, to any? Do you
1: like the design piece I more do, than the?
0: But I've also been in that you know um, leadership role in design where I know how to work with people okay so i'm not attached to anything and i feel like people can we can work better together okay better ideas together
1: so tell me again if there's someone out there there's a ceo who either for herself or he wants for his wife or family is interested in learning more about your fashion line where would they go to get the best view of the of your line
0: well, the best view of the entire collection is on the website. Okay. And that's just maisondusoir.com.
1: Would you be so kind as to spell <laughs> yes. that for us, please?
0: M-A-I-S-O-N-D-U-S-O-I-R.com.
1: Okay. And they get everything they want there, and that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for coming in. I've been excited to have you on the program since, since I first met you. Um, continued success, Courtney. This is great. We're going to have to have you back as you hit these tell me what the milestones are and then we'll plan to have you back around those milestones so that they give you some focus on making sure you achieve them in some small way. I, I appreciate you being a friend of the program and a part of our Critical Mass community.
0: Thank you so much for having me. My really, pleasure. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for this uh, today's episode. I'd like to thank Paul Roberts, our engineer, our producers, Joan Park, Crystal Nunnally, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Rick Francie. If you'd like to learn more about my firm or the CEO peer groups that I lead, please visit my website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.
0: You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.